Come on, sing that out. Sing, Lord, I exalt you. Oh, Lord, I exalt the Lord. I exalt you. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord. And say it out. I exalt Come on now, put your hands together and just give him that. Come on. Come on, somebody just, come on, give him that praise right now. Hallelujah. Come on, come on, right now. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Lord. Oh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus. Lord God, I thank you. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your, your power. I thank you for your goodness, Lord God. I, I thank you for your mercy that's brand new every day, Lord God. I, I thank you that when I messed up and when I got it wrong and when I went the wrong way, that God, you still loved me enough that you gave yourself, Lord God. I thank you for calling me and, and protecting me and, and keeping me and making a way for me where there seemeth to be no way, Lord God. And, and God, I'm, I, I, I just want to give you all the glory and and God all the honor and all of the the praise because you truly are worthy of it all Lord God God I give you my heart and I I give you my time and I give you my talent I give you everything I am Lord God because I know in your hands that when I seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness God all the things I want and all the things I dreamed of will be added unto me and so God it's all about you I give it all over to you In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody say in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody say in Jesus' name. Come on, put your hands together as you're seated this morning. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. You may be seated. It's good to be here in the the presence of the Lord. Good to be here with all of you and those that are worshiping from a distance. It truly is an honor to worship the King of Kings alongside of you. I'm looking forward to what God is going to do um, here today and, and as we're, we're finishing up the summer here. And, and so our, our theme for this year has been forward and, and progression and moving forward. And, and so I'm just excited about what God is going to do as we move forward. In spite of all the things that we've in, experienced and the things we've endured, I know that, that we're excited about what God is going to do. Anybody looking forward? Anybody looking forward? Just excited about what's ahead and, and looking forward. And so um, we're going to jump into the word of the Lord. It's, we're going to pull from 2 Kings chapter number 3. 2 Kings chapter number 3. 
And um, we're really going to dig into this mindset, this mindset of, of moving forward. And so I've got quite a few verses, which I guess has been, you know, my theme recently when I'm preaching. It's like a thousand verses and I only get to two. So we'll see how far we get today. But it's 2 Kings chapter number three, and we're going to start in verse number eight. I'm going to tell you what happened in one through eight. So don't worry, y'all be like, why are you skipping all the stuff? I'll tell you what happened in one through eight. We'll talk about it a little bit, but I really want to focus on starting in verse number eight. And it says, and he said, which way shall we go? So in this verse, we're finding that there's a dialogue and a conversation happening between the king of of Israel and Jehoram and the king of Judah, who is Jehoshaphat. And so we find that Jehoshaphat, he asked the question, he said, "So, so which way are we going to go? How are we going to get to where we need to be? And so we find that Jehoram and, and the Jehoram, so remember that's important. So Jehoshaphat is from Judah and, 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 and Jehoram is from um, Israel. So uh, the king king of, of Judah says, where are we going to go? And, and then the king of Israel says, well, we're going to go um, through the wilderness by Edom. And, and so in verse number nine, um, we find it says, so the king of Israel went and, and the king of Judah went and, and we find, and the king of Edom. They, so, so we've got the king of Judah, we've got the king of Israel, and they picked up this third guy, the king of, Is, uh, the, of Edom, and, and it says they fetched a compass of seven days journey. So they went a long way, seven days, and it says that there was no water for the hosts and for the cattle that followed them. Everybody say they were thirsty. They were thirsty. So there was no water for this seven-day journey. There was no water for them. There was no water for their livestock. There was no water for, for all of the, 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 the nations and the people. There was nothing for them in this, this desert. And so it says, And the king of Israel said, Alas, that the Lord hath called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. So what's happening right now is the king of, of, of Israel um, is Jehoram. And Jehoram um, was the son of Ahab. And, and those of you that, that uh, understand this lineage here, you understand this connection. You also, you may not understand uh, uh, Ahab. You may not really understand or know who Jehoram is, but anybody ever heard of Jezebel? Anybody know? And you heard about Jezebel before, you know? And so uh, uh, Jehoram is the son of Jezebel. We find that, that Jehoram has this unique and interesting lineage. And so uh, uh, back when Ahab, Jehoram's dad, was king, we find that Ahab and the, the king of Moab, it says King Mesha, that's his name, King Mesha of, of Moab, they had this deal, they had this connection, they had this vibe that really, you know, that, that they connected on. And so the king of Moab, Moab would, would, would gift Ahab and the king of Israel and the, the, the people of Israel a hundred thousand sheep. It says in, in, in verse 1, 2, 3, some up there, it says that they got 100,000 sheep were given by um, the king of Moab and, and 100,000 rams and, and all of the wool that came with it. And so, so this was, they, he was gifted this, uh, 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 he would give them this big bounty that, uh, that would kind of help skid the pad as they were moving and, and would help them to, to have this good relationship. But now we find that, that Ahab has died. Jehoram the son has risen up into the kingship and the relationship has shifted. 
So no longer was this cozy relationship between Israel and Moab, but, but now we find that there's this strife and this struggle because now we find that, that King Mesha of Moab is trying to kill um, the people of Israel and, and the people of Judah and the people of Edom. And so we find that, that, that Jehoram is out there. He's the one that chose to go the way of Edom. He's the one that decided that we're about to go into the wilderness. And so he knows that the wilderness is dry. He has an understanding that this, there's not probably much uh, liquid out there, but he made a decision to go this way. They get out there. The destiny has come to fruition. There is not water. And so Jehoram is looking around. The king of Israel is looking around. And he's like, listen, the Lord brought us out here so that we could die. You see how quickly things shift you see how quickly anybody knows somebody that will not take no responsibility for their life decisions? It is everybody else's fault. How quickly you made the decision. Uh, 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 Jehoshaphat asked you, where are we going to go? And you said the wilderness. And now it's God's fault that you ain't got nothing to drink. And so we find that the, the situation has shifted and things have, have turned a little bit. And so now uh, 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 Joram... Jehoram is saying that the Lord has brought us out here just to deliver us into the hand of Moab. We're about to die. Things are about to go. It was good knowing you fellas. Things are over. It was a good time. We had a good run, but now things are over. But I'm grateful that Jehoshaphat was there, and I'm glad, I'm, I'm, I bet you Jehoram was glad that Jehoshaphat was there, because in, in verse number 12, um, we find, or verse number uh, 11, sorry, it says, But Jehoshaphat said, Is there not a prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of the Lord by him? How many of you are grateful that even in the wilderness, even when things are dry, even when things are dirty, when things aren't going well, we can still inquire of the Lord? Is there anybody that's ever found yourself in a wilderness experience, a wilderness place, and you were still able to turn to Jesus Christ and he's able to answer? Anybody grateful for that? Anybody grateful? Come on, somebody say amen. And so we find that Jehoshaphat, is there not a prophet here of the Lord that we may inquire of the Lord by him? And one of the king's servants answered and said, here is Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who poured water on the hands of Elijah. We've got a prophet, sir. We've got somebody here, and he also was connected to that powerful one, that powerful guy, that Elijah guy that, that we heard about, that we talk about, that, that did incredible miracles, that did, that bid, did big things. That, that So Elisha is here. He is in our tent. He is in our camp. We are ready to go. And so it says that the king of Israel and the king Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to him. They didn't even just beckon him. They were like, we need to find him right now. They went and they sought him out. So in verse number 13, it says, And Elisha said to the king of Israel, so remember, this is the son of Ahab and Jezebel. So Elisha looks at Jehoram and he says, What have I to do with thee? He says, get thee to the prophets of thy father. Go talk to Baal. Go talk to the ones that, that you used to. Your, go, go, go talk to the ones that your, your daddy used to talk to. And go, go talk to the ones and go find some answers from the one that your mama used to, uh, to, to get answers from. Why are you coming to me now? 
I'm like, this is why he got to do him like this. Like, like he coming in the moment of need. Like, why you come to me now? You ain't come to me before. Why are you coming to me now? And it says, and the king of Israel said, nah, no, 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 no. And in verse number 14, keep going. And in verse number 14, it says, And the king of Israel, and, uh, 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 and Elisha said to the Lord of the host, Liveth before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of the, the king of Judah, Jehoshaphat. If it had not been for Jehoshaphat, I would not have nothing to do with you. If it wasn't for Jehoshaphat, you see, because Jehoshaphat was somebody that he, he had spent some time with God, and Jehoshaphat knew the face of God, and Jehoshaphat didn't just wait for the wilderness, and just didn't wait for when things got difficult, and when, didn't just wait when things got hard to, to, to really seek the face of God, but, but he knew he had an intimate relationship with God, and so, so Elisha's like, if it hadn't been for Je- Jehoshaphat and, and his, his relationship with God, Jehoram, y'all would have, I would have nothing to do with y'all. He says, I would not look towards thee, nor would I see thee. And in verse number 15, it says, but now bring me a minstrel. And it came to pass when the minstrel played and the hand of the Lord came upon him. And he said, thus saith the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. For thus saith the Lord, ye shall not see wind. Everybody say wind. Ye shall not see rain. Everybody say rain. Yet. Everybody say yet. You won't see wind. You won't see rain. You won't see stuff happening yet. The valley shall be filled with water, and ye may drink, both ye and your cattle and your beasts. And in verse number 18, it says, And this is but a light thing in the sight of the Lord. He will deliver the Moabites also into your hand, and ye shall smite every fenced city and every choice city, and shall fell every good tree. And stop all wells of the water and mar every good piece of land with stone. And so for just a few minutes, I'm again, we're gonna, I'm not going to be long, even though this is a long group of scripture. I promise. I promise I won't be long. Thank you. See, they, was not, they wasn't saying that. They was not trusting me. But thank you, Sister Leslie. But we're going to talk about the mindset of moving forward. You see, I find that progress is interesting. Things progress in an interesting fashion. Yesterday, Sarah and I took our niece, who's going to be 13 soon, shopping. And let me tell you, so we, we went and we picked her up and we, we made an itinerary because I need to know how many shops I need to go to. I need to know so that then I can look at the bank account and look at the shops and, and we can gauge. So, so we went and, and she gave us a list of the shops that she wanted to go shop at and, and so... We, uh, we went to the first place. I can't even remember. Like, I can't remember all the places we went. But we went to the first place. Oh, the bookstore. It was great. So I can, I can do the bookstore. So we went to the bookstore, and she picked out some things, and I picked out some things, and Sarah picked out some things, and it was great. And so then we went to the, 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 the clothes store and the hair store and the accessories store. And then at some point, I stopped going into stores. Like, it just, at some point, I stopped going, and I was like, I'll just pick you up. Just send me a text. I'm going to just come. It's fine. Whatever bags you got, the Lord will provide. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, and so we went, and we went to all these places, and I found it interesting because one of the things, she was looking for a particular pair of shoes, and, you know, like, I really like shoes, and so, um, like, I was like, I can get on board with this. But then, when she began to describe the shoes, when, when um, her and Sarah came back to the car and they were describing the shoes, I was like, hold on, wait a minute. Because what she was describing 
are those shoes that almost probably most of us have worn before. They weren't new. They weren't, they're those old Chuck Taylor Converse, those all-stars. She was so excited, and we had to go to all of these stores for some old, old shoes. I was like, hold on a minute. I can go in my closet. I can get you some of these. Like, I don't understand why we're spending all this time, right? But progress is interesting because for her, this is something that is exciting. This is something that's new. And for me, I'm just thinking that's something that's about to hurt my arches. Like, that's all I know. That's something I cannot wear those, baby. Can't you? You need to get you some orthotics, okay? Like, I, I don't, that's not for me. And so she was so excited about these, um, these shoes and these things and, and, and moving forward. And so we got back to the house and, and she was showing my in-laws all the stuff. And, and my father-in-law was, oh, back when I was in seventh grade, you know, I had those same shoes, right? And so we're talking about, you know, from generation to generation, we think we're moving forward, but we ain't going nowhere. And so we find in this circumstance, in this situation, that the king of, of Israel has succeeded his father. He's succeeded Ahab, and, and he's now ruling. You see, Ahab, we know, was evil, was super evil in, in the sight of, of, of God and, and, and was not living according to God's word and, and not leading his people in, into righteousness whatsoever. It wasn't even close. He wasn't, he wasn't doing anything that pleased the Lord. And, and we find that Jehoram, this, his son, did a little bit better. If you go back a few verses uh, uh, before, I think it's like verse 4 or something like that, you'll find that they did a little bit better. And, and things got a little bit better. And, and, and so um, he, he tore down some of the stuff that his dad had built. And he tore down some of those, those images and some of those high places. And, and we find that some of those, those, those statues to Baal got torn down by, by Jehoram. So Jehoram did some things that were good, but, but we find that he didn't really progress forward very much. There wasn't anything really new about the, the, the country of, of Israel. Things really hadn't progressed, but, but we find that, that, that he had done a little bit. And so, but something that has changed is, as I told you, uh, Mesha, the king of Moab, used to have a real cozy relationship with Israel. They, they used to have a real good working relationship. He would give them thousands upon thousands of, of, of gifts and sheep and ram, and, and things would work well, and things would, would move well, but, but we find that things, uh, once uh, Jehoram had taken over, that had shifted and that had changed. I, I don't know about you, but, but there are some things that I'm grateful that, that God has done for me before, but I also know that there are some things that, that, that just won't work today. And so that relationship that, that, that Israel had with Moab just didn't work anymore. It just didn't happen the way that, that they wanted it to happen. But, but, and so there were some things that had definitely changed. And I don't know about you, but there are some people in my life that I used to be connected to before that somewhere along the way, they changed. Anybody have some people that have changed on you? Anybody know some people that have changed on you that, that just switched it up? Some of y'all know, some of y'all aggressively shaking your head like, like, yes, I know. I've had some people flip it up on me that have, that have changed a little bit on me. And, and, but what I have to understand in my life is that, that I'm grateful for what they gave me before. 
Even though there have been circumstances and situations and moments that have flipped up and changed on me, that's okay because God used them back then to bless me. God used them back then to, to anoint me. God used them back then to get me through some stuff. And so I'm not going to deride them today just because they have changed. I'm going to be grateful for what happened before. I'm going to be uh, grateful for what God brought me through with them before and what God did in me before. There's some things back there that God has done that I am grateful for that I celebrate for that I'm excited about that I look back fondly on though things have changed today I know that there are some blessings that were so grand and so big and so monumental and so God filled back then and I praise God today for what he did for me yesterday anybody grateful for what God has done in your past anybody grateful for what God has brought you out of in your past that God did for you in your past anybody have some things that you can think of right now and just say listen God God did amazing things back then. But how many of you understand that just because he did it then doesn't mean that that's where he called you to stay? Just because he did amazing big things back then, that does not mean that he's calling you to stay right in those things. Because God is ever moving. God is continuing to press and God is continuing to progress. And if we're not careful, I will grab a hold of the things that he did back then and I'll build that monument back then. I'll look and everything is so beautiful. It's so pretty. It's so nice. I was so strong back then and I was so young back then and I had so much energy back then and I was so vibrant back then and I could face anything back then and, and we begin to just build our place from back then. And one day we'll wake up and we'll look around and God has moved from right here and one thing I'm grateful for is for what God brought me through but one thing I'm going to continue to do is I'm going to continue to press forward towards the mark of the prize of the high calling that is in Christ Jesus. I'm not just going to stay right there, but I'm going to continue to push on to what God has for me, what God has for my family, what God has for my finances, what God has in my business, what, what God has for me. I'm going to continue to press on towards the mark. And so when we're thinking about moving forward, one of the first things we have to remember, the mindset that we have to remember, is I'm grateful for what he did yesterday. But that may not work for me today. I bless the Lord for what he did for me yesterday. I'm shouting about what he did yesterday. It brought me through some stuff yesterday. But God's got something new for me today. God's got something powerful for me today. God's got something that's anointed for me for today. God's got a fresh word for me today. God's got, he's done some things for me today. God is opening new doors for me today. God is making a way for me today where there seemeth to be no way. There are things that are happening right now in my life that cannot be activated, that cannot be overcome by me just living in yesterday. So for me to be ready to progress into what God has for me, I've got to not just uh, live in what happened yesterday, but I've got to grab a hold of the miracle and the power of Jesus Christ in my life, in my home, in my business, in my family, in my relationships right now, today. So we find that it's important for us 
to understand that God is working in today. And when he's working today, we have to understand that there are things that God is gifting us. I talked a few weeks ago, we talked about Jacob and Joseph. For a few weeks, it was many weeks, we talked about Jacob and Joseph. We talked about Jacob and Joseph and the fact that God wanted them to use what they had. And I really believe that God is trying to get me, I don't know about y'all, maybe y'all understand this, but God is really trying to get me to understand that he has blessed me with some things. He's anointed me with some things that I need to use to get to where he wants me to go. You see, God had taken these three kings, Jehoram, Jehoshaphat, and the king of Edom, which doesn't get a name. I don't know, that was disrespectful, but, you know, it is what it is. So these three kings, they're not the three kings that we sing about at Christmas time that had that singular mission. These are three very distinctly different kings. These are three kings that, that don't really have the same heritage. They don't have the same uh, background. They don't worship the same God. They don't eat the same food. They don't have the same stories. These three kings are distinctly different. But they do have something in common. The desperation of the moment that they are in. These three kings have something in common. This moment that they are in, this place in which they reside at this moment, was so dire that if they don't come together, they won't survive. They, three very different communities, very different backgrounds, but they were brought together for this moment. They have this in common. For them to be able to move forward, they've got to get together. You see, we want to move forward. We want to get to what God wants us to do. We, 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 we want to progress, and I believe that it is no accident that God has placed every single one of us for this moment. I don't believe it's an accident. I know it's a good thought experiment to, to think about, well, what era would I want to live in? But listen, God has placed you in this moment, in this time, in this place for such a time as this. I believe that without a shadow of a doubt that God has anointed me, he has gifted me, and he has blessed me for today. He has put me right here, and I am built and I am placed right here by the hand of God. It is not an accident that God has put me in this current environment. It is not some happenstance that I am here right now, but it is placed divinely by the hand of God. And so because of that, he knows my needs. He knows my issues. He knows my situation. He understands my problem. He, he knows my current environment because he has strategically placed me right here, right now. And because of that, he has placed me in proximity to those things that can bring blessing to the needs that I have right now today. Not just the stuff that's around me, not just things that are going to be happening around me, but he has placed me divinely right now. He has put you right where you are in the middle of stuff that will bless you, that will push you into the places that he wants you to go, in the places of blessing, in the places of destiny. He has strategically placed you right here, not by accident, in proximity to all 
all of the things that you need to bless you, to propel you, to make you go in the places that he wants you to be. But let me tell you this. We have to understand that there are things that are around us that we may not understand. We may not like it. We may not get it. We may not always agree with it. We may not see eye to eye to it. But there are things and there are people that God has placed in our lives and on our path that he is wanting to use for us. There are those that have the finances to seed that idea that God has placed in you. There are those that have the information and the, 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 the intellect and the understanding to help guide and lead you on the ways that you need to go on that topic. There are those that have the connections that are necessary to open doors for you that you did not even know that you could open. There are those that have that experience, that lived experience, that maybe you're in a, in a dry place, in that wilderness place, and you're trying to figure out how am I going to make it, but they have the experience to, to lead you into the, the, that place. So you may not agree on everything, and you may not understand everything, and you may not know everything, but understand understand this, it's okay, because they may have the finances, and they may have the inner understanding, and they may have the connections, and they may have the status, and they may have the things, but there is something that you have that maybe they don't have. You have the power of God that is born and deep down inside of you. You have the, the power and the anointing of God, so you may have to connect that anointing that God has given you with the connections that they may have, and God is going to propel you into places that you could only dream about. And so don't worry that you don't have the finances. Don't worry that you may not have the answers. Understand that as long as you are led by the Spirit of God, understand that as long as you are led by the voice of God, by the Word of God, He may connect you with things that maybe you don't understand. He may connect you with people that maybe you don't always get along with, but He is going to propel you and use them to propel you into the blessings that God has for you. But what we have to understand is that there are those that we're connected with that when we get into that fight, we're out there in that battle. We're connected and they see things differently than you see them. I don't know about you, but I've got friends that, that they, don't, they don't have the, the peace that I have and they don't have that stability that I have. So when, when trials and issues come, they're kind of like Jehoram. Let me, let, me, let me show you what happened. So Jehoshaphat and, and the king of Edom and, 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 and Joram are out there and they're in the wilderness. And, and he says in verse number 10, and, and the king of Israel says, Alas, the Lord hath called these three kings together so that we could be delivered in the hand of Moab. Anybody have those people that just look around they look at the situation and be like, oh, baby, that's so bad. Oof, that was tough. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you got yourself into that situation. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. I don't know how you're going to get up out of this one. Anybody know those people? <laughs> like, the only situation I'm trying to get out of is getting away from you. Why get up out of here? Right? 
Anybody ever been connected? Like, you know, you, you already know that you are in a battle. You already know that you are in a fight of your life. You don't need them to come alongside, well, baby, this is tough. I, I bet you you hurting. I bet you you didn't. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know. Oh, my goodness. You, you shouldn't have done. You shouldn't have said that. Now you're going to have trouble now, right? You don't, I don't need you to come on side of me and tell me what I already know. I need you to come aside me and tell me things that I don't know. How do I get up out of here? Where am I supposed to? to go. How are we going to make it through this? I want you to be able to speak things that were not as if they were. I'm not trying to get up in here talking, oh, they so, that baby girl, they got me, that they so bad. Listen, they so strong. Why you? No, I don't want to be involved in that. But oftentimes what happens is we get connected with people. We get connected with things that speak doom and gloom and, 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 and they stop us from our, our progress and stop us. Oh, well, you know, this is bad. This is this bad so hard. Well, how you gonna think you gonna make that? You ain't got that money. You know you ain't got that time. You know, listen, your mama didn't do that, you know. Uh, and so they want to tell, and they want to stop you from moving forward. Anybody remember that, that story, the building, you know, Nehemiah's building the wall, he's rebuilding, and, and, and Sam Ballon and Tobias coming, like, well, just come on down. Like, why? This is, this is useless. This is, it don't even make sense. You ever, anybody have any people like that in your life? But let me tell you this, for us to find a place to move forward, the second mindset we have to understand and have is that God will use that which is around you. God will use the things that are around you to bring victory for you. God will use the stuff that is gathered up around you. He will use the people that are around you to bring victory for you, to bring you a place where you are able to move forward. So even in the face of trial, even in the face of circumstance, even in the face of situations where things aren't working out, I have to have the mindset that God has blessed me, God has anointed me, so I'm going to move forward. I, I, I understand that, 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 that the deck is stacked against me, baby. I understand that the road is challenging. I, I get that I'm tired. I, I get that things didn't work out the way that I wanted them to, but I, I I understand that I don't have all the answers and I, I don't have all the funds and I, I just don't have maybe the connections. I understand that I've failed and I've messed up and I've fallen and I, I've gotten it wrong, but you know what? I am still going to move forward. Things aren't working out the way I wanted them to, but I'm, I'm going to keep on moving. I, I understand that things don't look how I want them to look yet, but I'm, I'm going to keep on moving forward. I, I understand that in me that God has done incredible things and in God God has spoken an incredible word and, and I don't see it happening yet but I'm still going to press towards for the mark of the high calling that is in Christ Jesus. I'm not going to let this moment stop me. I'm not going to let your words stop me. I'm not going to let you deter me. I'm not going to let you slow me because God has something before me and if he be for me, who can be against me? And so baby, I'm going to keep moving forward no matter what. So here's the difference. They see a problem. Jehoram saw wilderness. He saw dry. He saw thirst. He saw defeat. He saw armies. But we find that Jehoshaphat had a relationship with God that predated this moment. If you go to verse number 11, we find that Jehoshaphat understands what this moment needs. 
It says, Jehoshaphat said, Is there not a prophet of the Lord that we may inquire of the Lord by him? You see, Jehoshaphat understood what this moment needed. It doesn't need more doom. It doesn't need more gloom. It doesn't even need reality, even though I'm a realist. What it needs is a word from the Lord. It doesn't just need me to understand and take inventory of the problems. I don't need to to check off all the things that aren't going right. That's not what I need to do. What I need to do is inquire of the Lord. There are some of you that are in the midst of trials and in the midst of stuff, and you've linked up with some people that, that maybe God is using to bless you, that God is using to strengthen you, but they're also saying things that aren't bringing life to you. It's exhausting and it's, 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 it's overwhelming to you. But, but let me tell you, God is still working and God is still moving. Even though you may not see it and even though you may not be able to, to grab a hold of it yet, it's still dry, it's still dark, it's still dim. The wilderness is still there, but, but God is still, he's still moving there. There is still a Lord that is able to be inquired of. There, there still is a God that I'm able to go to when I don't have the answer. There, there still is someone that I'm able to, to go and seek the face of when, when I'm not able to find the answers for myself. We are still able in this hour, even though things aren't looking great and things aren't looking wonderful, I'm still able to seek the face of God and He's able to answer and He's able to call and He's able to do a work in in our life. So like Jehoshaphat, we have to understand that this moment requires us to call on the face of the Lord. Let me tell you this. One of the things that he has around you, that he's put around you to bless you, is your praise. You see, because Elijah says, he says this, he says, uh, I'm not going to, you know, I, I don't want nothing to do with you, uh, Jehoram, but go ahead and go to verse number uh, um, uh, 15. Go to verse number 15. He says, if it wasn't for Jehoshaphat, I wouldn't, I wouldn't deal with you. So after he does, says all of those things, he says, but bring me the minstrel. Bring me the one that's going to play that's going to, to lead me into worship. Bring me the one that's going to lead me into the presence of God. This is why it's so important. Like this church, we believe so mightily on worship. This is why this church we, we, we invest in and we believe in and we are so grateful for those that give of their time and their talent to worship. Because it's, it's in that place of worship where the spirit of the Lord begins to fall. It's, it's in, it says that he dwells in the praises of his people. So, so I understand that things aren't going right. And I understand when things aren't looking well. And I understand that things maybe aren't, aren't, aren't progressing and moving at the pace you want. But, but let me ask you this question. When's the last time you just took a minute to praise the Lord for what he's done? And when's the last time you worshiped the Lord for, for who he is? How many, even in the middle of a, uh, the inner prison, it's says that Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God and, and we know that in that moment that there were some things that immediately took place but we find ourselves when we are in that moment that God has given us a, a ability to worship and praise that will bring about a shift and a change in our environment. For us to move forward we've got to continue to use what he's given us. 
And so finally, this is it. This is Roseanne. I, always, I, I found this interesting. Musicians, you can come. I'm, I'm done. I found this interesting. So it says that, verse number 15, bring me the minstrels. I want to figure out what the Lord has to say. So he spends some time with the Lord. And then the Lord says this in verse number 16. And in verse number 16, and it says, And he said, Thus saith the Lord, Make this valley full of ditches. So Elisha spent some time with the Lord, worshipped, heard from the Lord, looked at these kings in the middle of the wilderness and told them, go get a shovel. You see... Jehoshaphat and Jehoram and the king of Edom, they heard the music. <laughs> they <laughs> My bad. <laughs> they heard the music. They saw Elisha getting into the presence of the Lord. They're excited because, you know what, listen, we know that God can do incredible things. Maybe God will just do like he did and just like, maybe make the water just rush in and just take over the Moabites and just whoosh. Maybe there's a lightning. That's what he did for those prophets back in the day, just brought them just whoosh. Maybe God will just bring a wind, maybe some locusts and some, some plague on, on, Moab, on Moab. That's maybe what he'll do. But Elisha looks up and speaks the word of the Lord and says, go and dig some ditches. You see, this valley that they had been in was an old, dried-up riverbed. This valley that they were in, it used to be full of water, full of life, fresh. But they'd gotten to a place that it all dried up. So you know what, Brother Carl, what they, what they could have asked is just said, God, how about you just put the water back? No, how about... I don't even need you to do anything extra. 
Sister Tina, how about you just put the water back to where it was? Our cattle can drink. Our people can drink. Everything will be good. But that's not what God did. You see, because here's what happens. There are some things that you've experienced before that were amazing, that were God-ordained, that were powerful. There are some things that you've lived through before that were full of life. But Brother Carl, that water had continued on. And now we're in a place where things have dried up. Things maybe don't look how I wanted to look. And so instead of restoring what used to be, God says that even in this moment, I want you to get your, your shovel and I want you to dig. I want you to keep digging. I want you to dig deep. I want you to put your back into it. Because let me tell you something. I'm about to do something new in you that cannot be contained by what was there before. Shut the level. If I tried to do what I want to do for you right now, with you living in the place that you were in before, you wouldn't be able to hold it. You wouldn't be ready for it. So before I can pour out that blessing, I need you to dig deeper. Before I can pour out what I want for your life, before I can do what I need to do in your life, I need somebody to pick up their shovel and I need you to dig in deep. Because I'm about to pour something out in your home. I'm about to pour something out in your family. I'm about to pour something out in your business, in your finances, in your ministry that cannot be contained by what happened yesterday, that cannot be contained by what happened in last year's blessings, what happened in last year's anointing, what happened in your grandma's anointing. But there's something new that's about to happen in you that it can only happen if you dig. There are some of you, you know what it's like to dig. So you've been here. You know what it's like. You know what it's like that when everything around you, Jehoram is like, we're about to die. King of Edom is mute. Don't even hear from him. And you're over here trying to figure out how in the world am I going to make this? How am I going to make it work? These ends aren't meeting. God, my anointing is telling me, my, 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 my heart and my, 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 my spirit is telling me that I need to move forward, but, but I don't know. And, but you know what it's like. Go to verse 17. This is what the Lord says. This is for thus saith the Lord, you won't see wind. You're not going to see rain. But you have to keep digging. 
you're not going to see the natural signs that help is on the way. You're not going to be able to go off what you used to be able to go off of. Because you know what? Those, nat- those things that used to work, it's not going to work this time. For you to go to where God has called you to, some of us have to keep digging with the belief that, you know what? God be for me. I know that everybody's saying that this doesn't make sense. It doesn't work right. It, but I'm going to keep on believing. I'm going to keep on digging. I'm going to keep on pouring out. I'm going to keep on serving. I'm going to keep on giving. I know I don't have enough to give, but I'm going to keep on giving. Why? Because God is going to do a blessing. God is going to pour out a blessing as long as I keep on digging. As long as I keep on believing. As long as I keep on fasting. As long as I keep on trusting. Trusting, as long as I keep on serving, as long as I keep digging. Hear me. Y'all can stand. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Hear me. Your breakthrough, it's not coming by the wind. Your breakthrough. Is not coming by the rain. Those things that used to, we used to be able to depend on and we used to say, okay, this is how it's going to work. Those aren't the things that are about to bring forth your blessing, your victory, your anointing. That's not what's going to happen. It says not the wind. You won't see it. You won't see the rain. Yet your valley, this place that you've dug deep in, that you've poured your heart into, that you've prayed over, that you've fasted over, that you've poured your resources in, this place, this place that God has distinctly ordained you to, he did not make a mistake in placing you right here. In this place, you'll see it filled with water. You'll see it filled to the brim. You'll see it filled so much that you can drink. That you'll be filled. That you'll live free. That you'll have peace. That you'll have joy. It'll be filled so much that you'll have everything that you need. But not just you. You see, some of y'all, you don't understand what you're digging for. You think, well, if I can just get out of this. But some of you are digging for your whole marriage. Some of you are digging for some neighbors. Some of you are digging for some colleagues. Some of you are digging for some future generations. And you're like, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. But listen, for you to move forward, God's got anointing. God's got blessing. God's got destiny. That's not just for you. 
that's not just for you, but there are some things that he wants to bring about in you so that it can flow over and bless some other people. There's some digging that is happening right now in the spirit that is going to be bigger than you can ever imagine. So Xavier, the last mindset. Yes, God is going to use things around you. Yes, God's going to do new things in you. The old stuff may not work, but he's bringing about some new, don't worry, he's going to bring some new things in you. But keep digging. I need some dads. I need some husbands to re-engage and start digging. I need some moms and some wives and some aunties to, to listen. I know it's been difficult. I know it's been a rough go. I know things didn't go out. They're not always working out. I know there's some stuff. We've lost some things. I understand. But hear me. There are things. There are lives on the line. Please don't stop digging. There are some those that are, you know what, God, I know you called me to do some things. God, I know you called me to be part of the music ministry. I know you called me to be to witness, and I know you caused me, but I've been broken, and I've been beaten, and I don't have it all. I understand there are some of you that there is a ministry that is locked up in you that God has been speaking to you. God has been talking to you. God has been prodding you. Listen, I understand that it's difficult. I understand that it's hard. I understand the things. Listen, I know what it's like to have to toil and you're up here and you're having to preach and smile and things and life is a wreck. I understand what it's like but listen, don't stop digging. Hear me. They're going to sing. There'll be some elders up here that are here to pray. I'm going to invite some families to come. Some families to come up together. I'm going to invite some young people to come on up. You're about to enter into a new season, a new year. There's some husbands, some wives. There's some people. There's some moms, some dads. There's some aunties. There are some business owners. There are some people that you're like, I need to re-engage, God. I need the strength because it is exhausting, God. But listen here. Listen, don't stop digging. But listen here. Y'all can sing. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. You're not digging alone. You're not digging alone. There are going to be some elders up here that are here to pray with you, to grab a hold of the face of the Lord. But hear me, Pineview Church, friends, family members, don't stop. God wants you to move forward, but you can't stop digging. God bless you as you come from wherever you are and allow the power of God to move in your life. God bless you. God bless you.